episode of Easy Tarot Lessons. I am Dusty White, your author um, of, uh, well, your host and author of a whole bunch of books. Easiest way to learn the tarot ever, easiest way to learn astrology ever is coming out uh, very soon. Um, a lot of you will get a review copy of that, whether you like it or hate it. I just want to see what you guys think. Uh, advanced tarot secrets, uh, some old books in the past that I've taken off the market, and Aphrodite's Book of Secrets. But today we have something special. I have Nate on the phone. Um, hi, Nate. How are you doing? Good. Hi there. Thank you for making this date with me. Uh, this is a very important day. Uh, exactly a year ago and a couple hours, uh, I left Texas and I manifested this new, I manifested California and what a manifestation it was. Uh, it manifested literally advanced tarot secrets, which I've been slogging through for about four years and killer launch. Um, a lot of great reviews. Yeah. I mean, I worked my butt off on it, but I'm, I'm happy that people like it. Um, book sales through the roof. People are, are really using it and getting results. And in Advanced Tarot Secrets, one of the things we really go about in a deep, deep way, it's all the way to the end of the book, is uh, manifestation, manifestation with your tarot cards. Now, you don't need tarot cards to manifest. That That's a given. They are simply a visual tool or a, like a mnemonic memory device. There's a whole bunch of different things you can use them for in your um, manifestation. Uh, what I like about tarot cards is that there's a preconceived notion that somehow they're spooky or magical or whatnot. So this gives us an easier time to reach our subconscious mind. There's less resistance between conscious awareness and our subconscious mind, which does the bulk of the work in manifestation. It's like a transfer station. We're going to cover all that in the next three days. But um, I left Texas yesterday, went on my road trip. So that we are going to be talking today about the mindset of manifestation and the difference between wishful thinking uh, or what is it, uh, pipe dreams, and um, manifestation that actually works. The kind of stuff that Napoleon Hill kept harping about in all of his books, but most notably Think and Grow Rich. Remember, it doesn't matter what Napoleon Hill wrote. It matters that he was sent by Andrew Carnegie, one of the richest men in history, to interview millionaires and billionaires and find out how they got rich, how they made things happen by snapping their fingers, how they made things, uh, Henry Ford, how they invented things out of thin air. Um, during the time that Napoleon Hill was alive and researching Think and Grow Rich, it was uh, literally an industrial revolution. Things were happening. It was a huge time, much like um, our time today. We kind of went through a lull, um, you know, between the, the big boom and then, and then the Internet. It's like, oh, yay. Um, and we have new inventions coming every day. We have um, improvements on old inventions. Uh, I've heard on the radio today that um, they are one huge step closer to curing paralysis forever. That is crazy. So this was the kind of alive and awake mindset that Napoleon Hill was sent to capture and to write down for the so-called common man how to do it, how anyone 
could change their mindset, tap into the genius within them, tap into the voice of God or the gods or however you want to phrase it, the universe, the nature, the spirit guides, it doesn't matter. The point is less semantics, more, you know, actual doing it. Fit your own paradigm, whatever works for you. But the point is that you can't do this alone. So there's a certain mindset that has to be in place if you're actually going to get results. I've manifested more things than I can count. I got proof. I got testimonials. I teach other people manifestation. Uh, we have a university level course on effective manifestation that we're putting together. Today I want to dump in your minds as much as I can over the next 30-45 minutes uh, Nate's going to help me here. And uh, tomorrow and the next day, we will talk about techniques. And some of this stuff I've talked about before, some of them I haven't. I don't want to spend a lot of time telling you how great I am or, or, or give you a lot of hyperbole or, or sell you something at the end. Look, if you want to support the cause, get yourself a copy of The Easiest Way to Learn the Tarot Ever and a copy of Advanced Tarot Secrets, 44 bucks between the two of them. If you buy them on Amazon, uh, you get like free shipping, and, and it's not even 44 bucks. Um, I mean, I appreciate that. But other than that, you know, I'm not asking you to spend any money. I'm asking you to, to listen to this, take notes, make this work for you, get results, and then email me, me at dustyweight.net, just M-E at dustyweight.net. Tell me, tell me how it worked for you. Uh, Nate, you've already been um, working on some manifestation, right? Yeah, I have been. Do you feel I, Nate's one of my private students? He's, he's very early on in his uh, in his progress, um, but he's a smart guy, so he he should accelerate fast. Uh, completely unloaded question. Uh, do you feel that you? A, understand the basic process, and B, do you think you've gotten any kind of results that you can point to and say, hey, this stuff seems to work for me? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely beginning to understand the process. You know, I wouldn't say I understand it fully, but I will um, definitely say that I've seen it as far as, um, you know, my I was in kind of a weird apartment hunting situation. And um, I remember that it was it was pretty hard times. Yeah, I mean, I, could, I don't know how much time to go into it, but it's a, if you want, but I can. Um, well, yeah. I think if we haven't covered it, we'll cover it later. And I don't mean to be rude to Nate no, in no, any no. way. Um, I just want to, because uh, uh, I, I really, he's got a great story. But uh, I, I just wanted to make sure that uh, people knew, you know, whether you thought, you know, you'd seen it. Yeah, short answer, I saw it in a very tangible, real way, and I'm still reaping the benefits of it. right and, as well. and, this is the beauty is that it's not a one-time thing. It's not a one-trick pony. This is a skill that you've added to your other skills. You're still just as smart as you are. You have just as much life experience. You've got just as much of everything else. Same two arms, legs, whatever. But now you're like, God, you know, people are going to hate me for doing this, and I apologize. But I'm going to say you're kind of Nate version 2.0. And as cliche as that is, it's, it's spot on accurate, I believe. Pardon my horrible choice of terminology. Does that at all seem apropos that you're slightly upgraded? No, it's uh, it's definitely an improvement to like my previous kind of perspective or how I thought things worked, you know. So you're still the same, just a little better. Yeah, I have like more tools in my in my toolkit. 
Absolutely. All right, let's jump right into this. Like I said, I'm not a big fan of spending, you know, 15, 20 minutes uh, vamping and like, oh, you're going to learn this, you're going to learn this. Get your notes out. Take, uh, take notes. This particular lesson is dedicated to my new friend who is an investment banker on Wall Street. And uh, I will not name him because uh, privacy issues. But you know who you are. And, well, actually, do I have many investment bankers? Well, this is this one who's my friend. So, right, done and done. First off, we have to separate the wheat from the chaff. Um, what's that mean? You go out and you pull up a stock a week. You're like, hmm, I'm going to make some bread. Well, you got to get all the fluff off. you got to get all the stuff that's not wheat kernel grain, you know, that, that actually goes into the bread. Because... It's like a box of cereal. You eat the cereal, not the box. So, same thing, you know, wheat, chaff, all that kind of stuff. Hell, read the Bible. It's probably already all in there somewhere. Or Farmer's Almanac. I'm, I'm no farmer myself. But we have to separate what doesn't work from what does. Now, there's been a huge surge ever since Rhonda Byrne came out with her video. And I like Rhonda Byrne. I like her video. It's got conspiracy and secret government uh, and rich people again like all rich people are all the same it's like it's like saying all women are the same it's like oh you know uh, they're them no 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 rich people there, there's no rich people conspiracy there's no like unilateral government conspiracy that that has a secret that only they know but she made a great video I, I laughed I cried well I didn't cry but I laughed um I loved what she did. I loved the visuals. i no fan of the book whatsoever. But Rhonda Byrne did not know anything. As she says so in the optional director's commentary. I'm not making this up. Uh, and she felt that she discovered something. She, in my humble opinion, educated since birth on this, discovered the tip of a very large iceberg. And she was able to transform her life into celebrity and quite a few million dollars and never really has to work again. So in that sense, her magic worked for her. Uh, does this video work? Does the book work? Well, I'll leave that to other people to decide. That's not my place to um, uh, bash other people's work. But... I will say there's a lot that's not in there, and um, that's why coming out and laying it all out, and uh, this isn't one of those things where, um, you know, oh, just spend the low, low price of $1,299, and I'll let you know the real secret. Now, I'm going to teach it to you guys free. If you want step-by-step -step instructions, you're going to pay for it. If you want my help, you're going to pay a lot more for it. If you want the university-level course, dig out your wallet. But for right now and right here, I want you to write this stuff down and know that this works because you can try it for yourself. You can hear testimonials from Nate and other people. I've got them on all the time. Um, I'll send you written testimonials. Um, talk to my lawyer about that. I mean, he'll, he'll give you all the details. But the point is that um, I want you to get results. You, you, whoever's listening, you, right now. So, I, I said I wasn't going to fluff. The thing is... Um, you can't just think happy thoughts. Anybody who has said that 
you have to only think happy thoughts or that like attracts like. So if you think bad thoughts that you're going to have a bad day, they are liars or idiots or thieves or con artists or simply uninformed um, or misguided. I'll, I'll, I'll give them that out. That's a big list. But when we look at the reality of life, uh, from a human point of view, you know, Lao Tzu said that nature is not human-hearted. It isn't. But we need to color things. We need to say this is good. This is evil. Which really means this pleases us. This displeases us. This is uh, appropriate for society. You know, meaning good. Uh, this is selfish or self-directed or antithetical to society. This might be the word of the day. Um, so beyond the concept of good and evil, we have to look at nature and say nature is a bitch. Nature is not friendly. Nature is not fair. Nature throws us a bone and then sends a pack of hyenas after us. If we're not smart enough and fast enough and strong enough to grab our bone and scramble up a tree and, and use it as a tool or, or whatever, then the hyenas are going to get us. That is just the way life works. Um, but that's unacceptable to humans. We've banded together, that's what we call a society, to protect ourselves from the harsh realities of nature. I'm totally good with that. Then we've created an artificial structure. That's what we call a set of laws. Don't be bad to somebody else. I'm all for that. I like the idea of a set of laws to, you know, keep us from doing bad things to each other. But that is an intellectual construct. That has nothing to do with the metaphysical laws of the universe. Metaphysical laws of the universe are the metaphysical laws of the jungle and the physical laws of gravity, nuclear energy, electricity, sunshine, dirt. It's all around us. Um, if you live long enough and you've got your eyes opened enough, you can kind of figure this stuff out all your own. You don't need to go to a seminar. I'm going to try to condense a lot of this. So one of the things that I'm constantly on my soapbox about, and I'll talk about this a little later too, is that every emotion is valuable. Every emotional is a tool. Uh, or, if you misuse it, every uh, emotion is a destructive weapon. Um, there are times when it is correct and appropriate to be angry. You, you know, the right stimulus focused at the right uh, in the right amount at the right area. Uh, I'd give examples, but really short on time. So if you want examples, we'll do that in some other podcast. Um, joy, love, happiness, um, all, all the different emotions. Yeah, I can go through the list, whatever. Everyone has its purpose and place. Now, this is, doesn't mean you have to be like doc, uh, Mr. Spock. I'm going to say Dr. Spock. You know, I only, you know, humans are illogical. It's nothing like that. You just need to kind of be aware of what you're doing. Don't, don't let the tail wag the dog, or, or if you want, don't let the dog drag you around on your leash. Um, don't let your emotions run you. You have to have some level of control of your emotions. You don't have to have an iron grip on them. But part of being an intelligent and sane person, more most likely sane person, is not letting your emotions run away. So manifestation requires that you are able to use negativity productively. Not ignore it. You can't just ignore negativity and pretend it doesn't exist. That divorces you from the reality 
of, of the world around us. Nate, I, I know I'm, I'm, I'm squawking and preaching, but, but I, I got to ask you because you're the only one here. Is this making any sense? Yeah, it is. It's following. Okay, appreciate that. Um, I, got, I got some examples here. Uh, let me go right into one of the first mental states. Now, this is, again, the difference between wishful thinking and wishful getting. God, that sounded like seminar speak. I, it just came out of my head. The point is that wishful thinking, ah, I went, I went, I went, and actual getting, uh, they're, they're, it's, it's a fine line. It really is. You don't have to change a whole bunch. You don't have to pay me thousands of dollars. You don't have to go to some seminar boot camp or treat in Zimbabwe, which would be really, really cool. Because, I mean, unless you're in Zimbabwe, you're like, oh, I go to my backyard. But, you know, if you're, like, in some place like, I don't know, Kansas, you're like, that, that'd be a very exotic location. So the point is you don't have to go to an exotic location. Go to the exotic location in your mind. So... We're just going to say, Nate says, I want to be a musician. If you've heard any of my uh, podcasts with Nate, you know that he wants to be, and he's working on this. Uh, I don't I don't mean to uh, tell details of your life story, Nate, but... Uh, is, no, is it's that... fine. Okay, great. That one, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Nate, I've got a new exercise for you and everybody else. You're just going to listen as I teach it directly to Nate, and then you can either pretend that I'm teaching it to you, or you can watch off to the side and take notes. But, Nate... Um, when we look at a goal, I'm just talking about generally people in general and, and, and the, the natural psychology of things. Our goals tend to be rather optimistic, but they tend to be, you know, again, I, I'm ruling out if anybody wants to say, well, uh, technically, I'm ruling out things like I want my enemies dead and in the gutter or I don't want my ex-girlfriend to date anyone else again because we're not talking about that kind of idiot uh mentality and, and, and lunacy. We're talking about run-of-the-mill, normal, everyday goals. I want to be a millionaire. Well, I want a new car. Well, I want a boyfriend. I want a girlfriend. Well, I want to be... or Nate, very real thing. He wants to be a musician. He has a passion for music. He's doing something about it. Okay, let's see if manifestation can help him. Manifestation is all about getting your invisible friends, call them what you will, God, God's uh, spirit guides, angels, happy helpers, you know, whatever, various, um, getting nature to help you along so that you're swimming downstream. We've already done this in a podcast, so you know what I mean by swimming downstream. Um, directly to the point, Nate, when we look at our goals, we tend to see them kind of as uh, lofty, almost like a cloud. I can see the cloud, um, and I'm don't mean like a rainy day cloud. I mean, it's a nice sunny day, poof, there's a cloud up in the sky and it's almost close enough that I can touch it. But it's above me and it's out of reach. Therefore, if I want to touch the cloud, I need a ladder or a stairway to heaven, so to speak, to, um, sorry about that horrible pun, you know, the musician thing. Um, we need a ladder or stairway to get to that. That would be a good analogy, I like to think. Um, for a goal that we need a path to. Um, I want to change the, the way you look at that. I want to change that paradigm a bit because in as much as our goals are lofty, uh, in as much as they um, are something we aspire to, this type of thinking um, sets them apart from us. Um, humans can't fly on their own 
behavior on their own volition. We, I mean, we just don't have wings. Uh, we could make a springboard and jump up in the air, but again, we just you know fall back down. Um, so we are disconnected, uh, whereas birds can actually fly up into the cloud. So as an analogy, what I'm trying to relate is that our psychology as a whole you know, the, the, the most of the people that uh, don't manifest properly look at goals as something separate and distinct from them, and you cannot do that. What I'd like you to do, Nate, is I'd like you to look at uh, your eventual goal. I mean, when I said Nate wants to be a musician, uh, that was a misnomer. Nate is a musician. Nate wants to be a, uh, a paid professional musician who makes money you know, wakes up every day and says, oh, this is my job. I go make music, you know. He doesn't have to have another job. He's not just, you know, scrimping by. And it's not about the money for him. It's about he wants to wake up every morning, be a musician. Oh, I got to fly to Boston to play at some sold-out arena. I mean, you know, a an actual musician who goes out there in a band, plays and people like it and they buy the albums and all that stuff. That's a good goal. I could say that's a lofty goal, but I've got a different way to look at it. I want you to take that cloud, that goal, and slam it right into the ground. Mm. It's a big, giant billboard, you know. It's a, you know, billboard, a big, wide, flat thing. It's a, it's a giant sign. Um, so let's say we take, uh, if you can envision that goal, which... You should be able to. Anybody can envision a goal. Um, and we're going to turn it into a billboard. Is that easy enough, mate? Nate? Yeah, sure. Um, you don't know what a billboard is because uh, you, they don't have them where you're at. Figure a, um, what is that, like 40 foot wide by 20 foot high sign. Uh, if you want to do it in meters or whatever, you can do the conversion. Uh, but everybody should know what a billboard now, there's only one problem with this billboard. As you're going down the road of life, because we're all going down the highway to hell, all, all going down, I see these damn musical references, we're all going down the road of life. As you're going down that road of life, Nate, some idiot put the billboard right in the middle of the road. It's not off to the side. It's not like going to Vegas. You drive to Vegas, and technically... Because uh, I've driven to Vegas and I've driven through Vegas. There's a freeway that runs right along the strip. Unless you take an exit, you're just going to drive right through. And the next thing you know, go, well, that was, that was Vegas. I didn't, I didn't see any I didn't see any slot machines. And you actually have to get off. Um, well, this billboard isn't off to the side like Vegas. Somebody put it right in your way. I want you to see that billboards that your goal as an obstacle not a destination your goal of being a musician a professional paid musician blah 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 is uh, a gateway to the life that you will live and the experiences that you will get for several years from the point where you can stand up and say hey look i did it does that make sense nate yes okay Therefore, it's a gateway, or as we said, a billboard. I want it to be smack dab right in front of you. Not in front of you right now, because obviously, you know, it's not right in front of you. It's a down-the-road thing. Um, 
being is that light uh, travels at insane, insanely thousands of miles per second speed, um, distance is is relevant to your rate of travel. Hey, that's a, I should save that for the seminar. Um, so when I say down the road, that doesn't necessarily mean years and time, but it gives you space to understand that there's certain things that need to happen along the way before you, you know, are at that point. But the beauty of what I'm talking about here is that your road, your path to your goal will be windy. That's just the way life is. Um, very rarely do any of us have a huge goal and we are able to proceed directly to it. There's usually detours along the way or we have to jump over here and do this and then jump over here and do that. You know, When I write a book, I have to research the book write the book, then I got to go over and edit the book, and then I got to argue with my editor, then I got to get uh, the cover design, and, and uh, along the way I have to get the, uh, the the layout done, and then I have to market the book. I mean, there's a long way to publishing both and then saying, hey, this book is done very well. So it's kind of a jaggedy line. So if you want your road to be straight, that's fine. But in reality, when you are looking at this as a mental image, you should probably allow the path that you're on to be windy and twisty because it will resonate with your subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind understands difficulties and obstacles. Nate, you've had dif difficulties and obstacles throughout your life. We all have, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, nobody that I know of, because I don't know Paris Hilton, uh, but no nobody that I know of has had everything handed to them and never had a bad day. I mean, as far as I know, all of us have had challenges. And sure, we, we make great progress, and sometimes we have to work for it, sometimes we get a lucky break. But if we look back in our lives, it's a windy road. So the way forward is a windy road. Allowing that road to your destination to be windy decreases the resistance your subconscious mind offers up it allows your subconscious mind to say well this makes sense which is the first step in programming your subconscious mind to help the cause out your subconscious mind is key to connecting with the, the zavoya or the cosmic wave or the gods and, and whatnot now the whole point of putting the billboard right in the middle of the road rather than a destination like Las Vegas where you're, oh, I'm here and I got to pull off, is you're traveling down this road of life, but that sign is in your way like a police roadblock or a checkpoint or a, or a spike strip. As you're driving down, you're going to crash into that thing. You're going to crash through it like um, like a circus and a motorcycle rider, and he crashes through the paper. They still do that. I want you to use this image to start to program your subconscious mind that your goal is not some lofty dream. It's an inevitable reality. Now, you're not trying to convince it. This is an inevitable reality. You know, I'm a good person. I'm a good person. I'm. A... This isn't about affirmations. This is about a way of looking at something so that your subconscious mind realizes that this is something that you're going to have to deal with at some point. Is this making sense, Nate? 
Yes. Here's the beauty of that. The sub subconscious mind loves negativity. Otherwise, we'd never have nightmares. We'd never have a bad dream. We'd never get defensive. We'd never be in a pissy mood. A little bit of well-constructed negative association is the key difference between wishful thinking and wishful reality. Oh, there it is again. Some goofy cliche that I just made up. Um... I know for a fact that, uh, well, as an author, I'm probably not uh, not exactly the best uh, best example. But I know for a fact that most people, or I, I, I'm sorry, here I'm generalizing. I know that many people, in, in the sound of my voice, will have to get up and go to work Monday morning. Um, I don't know if in other countries they have, you know, more liberal work schedule, but... Uh, the stereotypical work schedule that's been the standard here for decades upon decades in the United States is Monday morning, you punch the clock, you know, at the factory, at the cubicle, um, at the golf course, you know. Um, generally speaking, there's a, there's a, it's, they, they get a restaurant change called TGIF, meaning, thank God it's Friday. Um, the mindset of the American worker has been, you get up, go to work Monday morning and you work and work and work and then you know yay Friday you get paid now with direct deposit and bi-weekly paychecks or monthly paychecks that's eroded away but it has been such a hallmark of the American worker you gotta go in Monday morning and punch the clock that is what I call an inevitable reality whatever your particular Monday morning is you know it's going to happen. So whatever your particular Friday afternoon is, you know, when you say, oh, I got the weekend, knowing that you have to go to work Monday predisposes you to not go out and blow all your money and not have anything, uh, you know, any money to go to work with or any money for food and whatever. Uh, it predisposes you not to go out and party till 3 a.m. on Sunday Sunday morning, and sometimes it limits what you will do on Saturday as well. Do you know what I mean, Nate? Totally. Our subconscious mind, and this is the beauty of it, this is the nugget, this is what you don't learn at the stupid seminars. I'm not, mean, I'm not saying who's. Our subconscious mind is already determining what the future is going to be. The future is not something that happens at some point the future shapes the present just as much as the past shapes the present oh, that's some mind-blowing shit right there we look on the past we go wow you know I, I i've got 20 years of experience doing this therefore i built up a pattern but the future shapes us it shapes our personality our attitude our decisions our expressions i won't tell my boss that i hate his guts because in the future he will fire me because in the future I won't get the promotion my expectations on the future my finagling to climb up the corporate ladder whether events have uh, will transpire or will not is less relevant than the shadow of those events looming over us so 
the past is like a pyramid. It's a whole bunch of physical events or blocks that we can pile up and say, that is a thing. That's a pyramid. You know, it's a triangle, 3D triangle. Um, that is my life experience. The future is a shadow and it looms over us. We have to make our decisions. We do, all of us do this all the time. Based on our past, past and based on uh, what the future holds for us, whether it's real or, fa or, or, or fantasy, I know that the sun will come up tomorrow. It's scientific fact. And when it happens, he's like, well, okay. I Now, it's a fact. I believe I will get up and make breakfast tomorrow. That is not a fact. That is a possibility. And it might even be a, a calculated projection based on, you know, and empirical evidence, you know, scientific fact. Um, both of those, though, influence how much I'm going to eat tonight, what kind of sleep I'm going to get, what I should plan on doing tomorrow and my plans for tomorrow will dictate that I probably should eat because I want energy. I don't want to just go, ah, just smoke a cigarette and drink some coffee or, or just, you know, go out and run and, and, and somehow fake my way through the day. Um, so this all ties into manifestation is by understanding the causal factors that operate to make the present what it is. I told you this is university level stuff. And it's just a just tiny, tiny little smidgen. I can't give you all the details. I'm trying to cram it in really quickly. And, and poor Nate has to go in a bit. And I'm like, ah, I'm going to go. It is so important. The short, simple version is, here's your road. There is your uh, roadblock. Knowing that it is going to come to you your subconscious mind is not going to look at it and go, oh, I wish someday I could do this. It's going to go, oh, shit, someday I'm going to be a musician. Someday soon I'm going to be paid. Nate, I can't take that particular job. It sounds tempting, but it's going to move me to um, South Florida. I'm not saying there's no musicians in South Florida. I mean, hell, we got Miami. There's clubs everywhere. I mean, all kinds of, you know, high-energy musical activity, you know, in a certain scene. But your clearly designed focus, your knowledge of who and what you want to be, is not just going to send out psychic waves and projections. That's generally what we talk about in manifestation. What we don't talk about is it's going to reach inside and change the biochemistry of your subconscious mind's behavior. It's going to get your subconscious mind to seek out opportunities that align with your uh, your chosen goal. It's going to reach out and influence others to help you. It's going to attract you to the people that will help you. And it's going to push you away from things that are incongruent. Thank you, Tony Robbins. I used to hate that word. That are incongruent with uh, your personal life path. So manifestation is a marriage. Write this down, kiddies. Manifestation is a marriage between the physical and the metaphysical. We 
we don't just sit up and, and go, okay, I'm going to work hard, work, 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 and I'm going to plan. That's a good way to go through life, but it's limited. And we sure as hell don't go, I'm just going to sit here and think of angels and dolphins and happiness and UFOs and rainbows and what is it? Uh, Princess Unikitty. That's the new one. Um, and everything's going to wonderfully work out. We have to do a little bit of both of those, and we have to get them to intersect and synchronize. How do we get results? It's not about chanting things. It's not about the funny robes. It's not about uh, any particular uh, religion or system of magic. Now, all of these things that I mentioned, many of the well-designed systems, things, whatever, are accelerants. Like sugar is an accelerant. It's like, you know, it gets you up and going. Um, many of these things do help, but they don't help if you don't have the basic causal factors in place. If you don't understand that whole past future analogy thing, I apologize. Try listening to the podcast again. But if you don't get it, that's okay. If you do get it, you will move that much faster. But what you need to understand is that by first step, by placing your goal as an obstacle to your future life. You're not, you're not thinking of your goal as a dreaded disease or as a dreaded task. It's your goal. It's your, it's your holy grail. There's no day that Nick will, I'm not, sorry, Nick. No day that Nate will wake up and say, oh no, I gotta be a musician. Oh, God, to get up and get paid to play music and have people like me and wear T-shirts with my picture on it. God, what a sucky life. I wish I were a, a janitor. No offense being a janitor. I've been a janitor. It's, you know, it's, it's a very esteemed job, and I appreciate all the janitors out there. Thank you very much for your service. But for Nate, that's not his path. Hell, Nate made me a janitor right now. Um, like I said, I've been on... The, the essence is... There's no way that Nate, unless he goes insane, can look at this cherished goal and go, Oh, God, it sucks. So by making it a, a roadblock, an inevitable Monday morning that he is going to have to face, it allows his subconscious mind to go, Yeah, I knew there was a price tag. That makes it real. That allows his subconscious mind to say, Well, I better get to work on this. There's a lot of books out there on how to program your subconscious mind, and there are various quality. So, you know, if you want to uh, take this further, please study. Um, but if nothing else, take that little nugget. Allow your subconscious mind to use a tiny bit of negative reinforcement to cement this into your mind as an actual reality. Luke, it is your destiny. Ah, crap, really. I, I get to be a Jedi? Ah, man, that sucks, you know? Um, don't think about the negative aspects of being a musician. Don't say, oh, I'm going to make this more real by thinking, oh, i got to practice forever and ever and ever. Oh, i got to... No, that's, that's not what we're doing. We're taking a big, huge, monstrous, you know, you on stage, you just doing exactly what it is that you love doing. And that's a roadblock that you're going to run smack into as if it were a brick wall. That inevitable reality helps you 
make incredible progress. Okay, I've run this in the ground. Does that make any sense, Nate? Do you have any questions on that? Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. Okay. I had notes on this. Uh, I'm going to throw it away. I want to talk about something I've talked about before. I think I mentioned this in Advanced Tarot Secrets, so you can read it there. Uh, if I've talked about this before, well, you want to hear it again because this is another huge key. I'll make this one a lot faster. I hate, hate, hate this three times. Hate, hate, hate it. Uh, that wouldn't be hate cubed because, be, you know, times, times, times. This is just plus, plus, plus. Hate, hate, hate it. Whenever I hear some jackass, I, I've got worse use words I can use. Liar, thief, con person, con artist, um, stealer of money out of funds from your wallet. I hate it when people go, you have to envision your goal as if it's already happened. Uh, yeah, and if you believe that, I got some swampland in Florida, and not the kind that goes up in value either. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And if anybody believes that, please disabuse yourself of that notion now. Blam! Spoken like a lawyer. I probably should have been a lawyer. Try this and see if it works. Remember, if you could possibly... I'm jumping to the, the end chapter first. If you could possibly convince your subconscious mind that you already were this thing you already had this thing you know D convince yourself that you are a millionaire act as if you're a millionaire you know what your subconscious mind is going to do it's going to spend money you don't have it's going to say well i already have this so it's not going to try to get it i already have a pair of shoes Oh, well, actually, I have a few. But the point is that I have a pair of shoes. I'm not hungry for a pair of shoes. I don't need to go to the store. I don't need to go online and look at different shoes for reviews and uh, go to Zappos.com or Payless or Louis Vuitton. Assuming they make men's shoes like I know anything about shoes. If I have convinced myself, and that's the whole point, you have to see it and, and make yourself believe that you already have it. My mind is going to... Emperor with no clothes. If you don't know the story, read it. Um, I will have convinced myself... I already got it. I, I'm, I don't need to. So therefore, my subconscious mind is not working for me. And all that metaphysical energy, all that psychic energy of reaching out there and connecting with other minds and like minds and getting them all to work for me, that none of that happens. Now, let's talk about the other one. Let's say you convince yourself that you do have it and you don't. Uh, I believe that's one of the definitions of, uh, what's that word? Uh, insanity. Hmm. Is this making sense? I, I know I'm vehement on this, but it just, people waste hundreds of thousands of dollars a year believing this, this crap. I'm paying good money for it. Yeah. Does any of this make sense? Yeah, no, and it's, uh, it's, a, it's the first time I heard of some of it about the, because I wouldn't have known that about the not thinking that, you know, the things are really happening or that. Oh, it gets worse. First off. I didn't know that was such a no-no. If you envision that you already have it and you convince, you know, assuming that you can convince your mind. Well, then, you know, if you convince yourself that you're not hungry, you're not going to eat. Hmm. Okay, that's nice. But uh, we kind of need food to survive. If you convince yourself that you're already a millionaire, you're not going to go out and get a job. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. 
Uh, like now, that. if you convince yourself too much, that's what people call uh, crazy. People are going to call you crazy. Now, let's say you try to convince yourself and everything else, and you're like, oh, I have convinced myself that I, I'm a good person, I'm beautiful, I'm a millionaire, I'm handsome, rich, all that stuff. I I believe it, I see it, it's, it's in my mind. Then you look in the mirror and reality hits. Then you go out with your emperor with no clothes, and somebody says, he's naked. Uh, Nate, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> you are working at Pizza Hut. No offense. I, I, have I worked at Pizza Hut? No, I've worked at Pizza Hut. But anyway, <laughs> no offense. But you're working at a pizza joint. Uh, you know, uh, and you think you are a musician. Uh-huh. And your boss says, hey, get back to work. All of a sudden, reality comes crashing down, and your subconscious believes something, and reality barges in like a, like a SWAT team, you know, kicks down the door with a battering ram, and they get on the ground, and tear gases, and those flashlights, and bah, 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 and they're shooting the cat. Um, when you have a that much of a discordant uh, event, your world crumbles. You cause yourself psychic, intellectual, emotional, potential, physical damage. We see it all the time. It's, uh, it's called a nervous breakdown. When the inner world is, is so out of sync with the outer world, and then those two worlds collide. Holy crap. It makes your head explode. This is not the way to manifest. This is this is the way to insanity. This is the way to unhappiness. You don't believe me? Ask the Buddha, the smartest guy in the world. I'm, I'm not proselytizing. I'm just saying that he said it like zillions of years ago. Whatever. You know. Choose your own little form of pantheonic belief system. That's just fine with me. Um, but but like that dude who's allegedly pretty wise. When the inner world does not match the outer world, it causes something called stress. As I went back to the very beginning of this conversation every emotion is a tool every emotion is valuable every if it's used properly stress is one of the best motivators ever fear stress hunger these are primal motivations if you can work them into your manifestation saying pow batman holy crap <laughs> holy crap batman um <laughs> you can make you can move mountains literally um, you know we've got a big bulldozer um uh, or some kind of like magnetic magneto kind of thing where you like lift iron core or whatever the essence is if you want results do it the right way you know if you want to follow the sheep and you want to waste a lot of money via con dios motherfucker i seriously go with god do it do it the wrong way it, there's no skin off my back but you're going to find misery and pain just trying to help you from that. So, let's let's talk about the right way. In the short amount of time that we have left. Okay, running out of time here. Imagine that you're going to the store. So now your goal is at the store. Uh, Nate, you've been to the store before. They sell milk, beer, Cheez-Its. Crackers, bread, bologna, you know, basically food. Yeah. You need to go get some stuff. You know instinctively, because you've done this before, 
you got to grab your keys, you got to open the door, you got to walk through the door, close the door, lock the door, get in your car, drive to the store. Real simple. Guess what? You're at the store, you're holding your stuff in your hand. You have attained your goal. That was a simple process, right? Yeah. If you were standing in your home imagining that you had all of this stuff in your hand already, you wouldn't bother to go to the store. Your subconscious mind would say, wait, why are you going to the store? You don't need to go to the store. It's, it's right here. It's, again, A, either reality smacks you in the face and then you're lying on the floor shaking like, ah, because it, it doesn't make sense. Or you starve because it's like, oh, no, I'm not hungry. I, I've got this. I'm just going to eat air. I'm, you know, or you don't think you're eating air, but you're eating air and, and you're not getting your nourishment. It's just not working. Or other people go, oh, there's that crazy Nate, and then they lock you up. None of these are, are positive outcomes, and none of these get you the results that you want. So, I want you to look at your goal, or look at your goal as a billboard, you know, you can run into it, but the process of attaining your goal, the methodology, I don't want you to see your goal as it has already happened. I want you to see your goal as right outside. Yes, you are the, the exact image is you have got your keys in your hand and you've opened that front door and you were walking out the door. Stop right there. It's like somebody took a picture of you with your trailing foot still in the house and your leading foot has yet to hit the ground. You're, I mean, if your door was a guillotine, sorry, this is kind of gross, you'd be sliced in half vertically. I mean, you're literally just right in the middle. You're in the, the threshold. Of course you're on this side of the door because you haven't got your stuff. But you're on your way to the store to get the stuff. You know what you want. You know where it is. You know that there's certain steps you have to take. That's, that's just fine. If you imagine your goal as being right there, it's 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 so close all you have to do is fall down and you fall into it it's 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 7-eleven it's right around the corner it's a convenience store um don't imagine a goal is distant and you know lofty don't imagine your goal as if you already have it this is the difference between wishful thinking and guy i don't know i'm not gonna say wishful getting I, i'll just say actually getting it I've got this thing about not sending like a seminar guru. So there's two techniques, and I've ranted on them, and I've used vulgarities, and I've got in your face, and I want you to pay attention, and I want you to make this work, because all that matters to me is that you get results. And when you get results, I'm happy, you're happy. There are other things we have to learn. We That's what these three days of podcasts are for. But I want to make sure that you guys can get the same results that I have and better results. Even if you never take our university level course. Even if you never buy Aphrodite's Book of Secrets. Even if you never buy Advanced Tarot Secrets and read some of those techniques or how to get a man, any man to do anything you want, which unfortunately is written for women, so it's kind of sexist in that way because, you know, they get all the secrets. But the essence is, two things you learned today. 
understand your goal is something inevitable that you will run into. I gave you a mental picture and a way of understanding why that mental picture is built and how it is built. So you're not having to trick your subconscious mind into anything. It happens organically and you can justify it to your subconscious. Say, yeah. And your subconscious mind will go, yeah, that works. And it will go out and it will fight your battles for you. Now, as for the other one, uh, I, I absolutely despise hearing people say that you have to imagine things as if they already happen. Somebody came up with that idea a long time ago, that idea a long time ago, and then everybody plagiarized on it. Everybody said, ooh, I should do this, with no factual evidence that it worked. Try it yourself. You fail, it's not my problem. But if you give this a try, where you can envision that your goal is just beyond your reach, but it's not just beyond your reach. You're actually actively obtaining it. You're reaching out for it. You are, you are, you got your keys in the hand. You are in that threshold. You're on your way to the store to get it. Your subconscious mind will send out all of its psychic signals that we've talked about before and we'll talk about again uh, a lot tomorrow. Um, it'll do all that ooky spooky stuff, but it will also do the very physical things that need to be done. It will alter your speech patterns. It will give you the impulse to talk to so-and-so about this. It'll conjure up ideas that you otherwise wouldn't think of. It will connect the dots because that's what the subconscious mind does 15 zillion times a day is it solves problems. Every time a cell is out of whack, every time you take a breath, every time there's a nerve impulse, there we have billions uh, of, of cells in us. Every one of them needs attention. Every one of them has its own little problem that needs to be corrected and countered. The subconscious mind is processing constantly. Well, let's harness the power. Hello down there. Let's get it to help us. Let's awaken the sleeping giant within you. I'm sure I've heard that somewhere before. Um, trademark someone's over Okay, Nate, I, I've ranted. I thank you for letting me rant. Sounds good. Does this make sense to you? Yeah, it does. And a lot of it was also kind of new information for me, so it was great to hear. And Yeah. Oh, great. We saved you a little money on the, on the lesson. Uh, do you think that you can implement any of this? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to listen back. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's all it's the nice thing is with these techniques or knowing that it doesn't, you don't really have to buy anything or do any of this. And that's just kind of a, a way of being. And so that's kind of nice. Well, that's the beauty of it all. And, and that's really what comes down to with religion and philosophy is that when we look at the core, it's all about you know, the, the, the well-designed, well-constructed religions and philosophies all designed to help us change our outlook and our body chemistry and our mental chemistry to become a better more efficient happy productive person blah 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 you know so we all get along i believe without getting religious that if we are capable of attaining our personal needs in honest and ethical ways without having to stress out we will be better people we will be happier people we will be kinder people to others. We will feel a hell of a lot more validated. Uh, we won't walk around so neurotic. So 
Um, that's basically it. Only two powerful techniques today. I wanted to get into priorities and focus. But uh, maybe we'll work on that tomorrow. Thank you for listening. As always, Freeform Show. Do me a favor. If you support the cause, pick up a copy of Advanced Tarot Secrets and the Easiest Way to Learn the Tarot Ever. That's my commercial. Go to EasyTarotLessons.com and sign up for our free lessons. Absolutely free. Um, that's the audio lessons, the video lessons, occasional written lessons. Not a lot going on on that horizon right now because I am working on the easiest way to learn astrology ever. So it's going to be a little bit of downtime while I'm focused exclusively on the book. But you want to get on that mailing list. Um, and the beauty is that because I'm not doing a lot, you're not going to get a lot of emails. And if you do get an email, it's going to contain valuable information. Um, it's good subscribe. Stuff. I can say that from my own experience. Thank you, Nate. Uh, subscribe to the iTunes uh, podcast on iTunes. Just go to iTunes, type in the easiest way to learn tarot ever, or easy tarot lessons. Um, or go to our easy tarot lessons uh, uh, webpage, easytarotlessons.podomatic.com. I'm like anybody will remember that. Big button says subscribe with iTunes. In other words, take all this free information that I'm giving you. Use it. Make your life better. When you get results, you're like, damn, I want more. Then open up your wallet, because it's going to be a fat chunk of change. But in the meantime, take this all free. Don't let this go to waste, because you only have this one life. I don't care if we have a thousand lifetimes. This is the one that counts. And if you screw this up, you can't say I didn't try to help you. And I didn't yell and scream and use vulgarities to wake you up. <laughs> I've made the mistakes. This is why I like Nate so much. He's a lot like I was. Except he's smart enough to, to get some advice early on. You know, just 20, 30 years behind me. He is going... You watch this guy. This guy's going to be a superstar. Um, Thanks, Dustin. Th oh, thank you. If I can help you, I'm out there in Radio Land. let me know. You have my address. Me at DustyWhite.net. If I can't help you, you haven't spent a dime. Um, other than that, thanks for being here. Uh, again, you should probably listen to the podcast again take notes because the second time around you're going to pick up a lot more information just try these techniques give them a good six months i believe and i got the testimonies to back this up those six months will change your entire future but we got two more two more lessons uh coming at you in the next couple of days thanks nate uh, i know you gotta go cool uh, thanks appreciate you hanging along yeah man bye everybody